When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 100, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello! I kind of forgot that episode 100 was happening this week. That's pretty exciting. Just pretend that I'm throwing confetti while I talk about these books. Um, But before I throw confetti or talk about these books, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. This episode of All the Backlist is sponsored by Starmark Rising by Shami Stovall. Cleavon DeMarco, a genetically modified human, makes his living as a ruthless gunrunner on the space station near the edges of the quadrant. That is, until he crosses paths with the captain of the notorious Starmark and Delian Voigt. Captain Voigt arrests DeMarco and offers him a choice. Go to prison for his crimes or join her starship and work as a mercenary for superhumans. But she didn't pick him at random. She has a plan to become a planet governor, a title no human has held since superhumans won the war. And all she needs is DeMarco's help to carry out her machinations. Starmark Rising hit the bestseller list in May. Publishers Weekly says action fans will enjoy the violence and scheming that drive this story of guile and dark ambition. And San Francisco Book Review says recommended for those who enjoy space opera sci-fi along the lines of Star Wars and Ender Games. So that is Starmark Rising by Shami Stovall. Now today... Um, I have had quite the week. I've had a week. Um, so I picked a letter this week. Uh, letter A, as in, ah, this week is crazy. Uh, so I'm going to kick it off because on Tuesday, my favorite book of last year came out in paperback, which means it is officially backlist, and I'm going to tell you about it. It is All the Names They Used for God by Anjali Suchdeva. Loved this book. Oh, I know I've talked about it like a million times, but here's a million and one. It's a collection of short stories that are, like, genre-defying. So smart, so strange. Just, like, not all of them are strange, but, like, they're just, oh, so good. There's one, uh, the new cover, actually, is very different than the hardcover uh, edition, uh, and it has a mermaid tail on it, which is a reference to my favorite story of the collection. I've kind of, like, switched. I knew, have a new favorite story in the collection now, um, which is about a man who is on a whaling ship, and he falls in love with a mermaid who is uh, being followed around by a shark. I don't think I've ever been so stressed out reading something as I was uh, with the shark, like, behind the mermaid in the story. I just, oh, I love feeling like that. It was so good. Uh, There's one about an explosion at a factory. Um, There's one about a woman who decides she would rather live underground like a mole instead of above ground alone in her cabin. There's one about genetically modified septuplets. They're just so, so fantastic. And uh, if you read the paperback edition, I have a blurb inside, which is the, the greatest honor ever because it's my favorite book. Um, it's only three words. I call it an unusual and entrancing, which it is. So um, that's exciting. Uh, so this is called All the Names They Used for God, and it's by Anjali Suchdeva. Then another of my favorites, which I think I've mentioned on the show before, but I'm going to talk about it again, is As She Climbed Across the Table by Jonathan Lethem. Uh, this is one of his first novels. It's, I call it the boy meets girl, boy gets girl, boy loses girl to avoid in space romance story. Um, it's about two people, Philip and Alice. Uh, they have been dating for some time, and Alice is a particle physicist, and she and her colleagues create 
a hole in the universe right in their lab. Like, right in their lab is this hole. And they start calling it lack. And now lack is obviously a void in space, but uh, they start putting things in lack to see what it likes. Uh, they put eggs, a bow tie, an ice axe, light bulbs, socks, pomegranates, and lack seems to have preferences for things. Some of them get spit back out, and some of them lack keeps. And Alice starts to fall for this hole in the office. And, you know, Phillips hasn't been, like, the best boyfriend lately, but, like, how can he compete with a hole in space, you know? So he's trying to, like, figure out what he's going to do before Alice decides that maybe what Lack really wants is a person to climb inside. So it's really funny. Philip has, like, his own little Greek chorus. I just, I adored this novel. It's As She Climbed Across the Table by Jonathan Lethem. Another of my favorites from around that time is Abbott Awaits by Chris Batchelder. You might recognize his name. He wrote Bear v. Shark, which I'm pretty sure I've talked about before. And also the throwback special, which was nominated for the National Book Award a couple years ago. Um, I love the sort of um, male midlife crisis genre, like the funny like novels, uh, like The Ask or Domestic Violets or Financial Lives of the Poets. Uh, this one might be my favorite, though. It's about a man named Abbott, and basically his wheels are coming off. He's just really, he doesn't know what to do in his life. Everything is going wrong. Uh, he has a really wild two-year-old. Um, his wife is pregnant, and she's absolutely miserable. If I remember correctly, she's having trouble sleeping, and, and she's just really unhappy with this pregnancy. Um, he has a very nervous dog. His basement is flooded. His refrigerator is broken. And, like, umpteen million other little things are going wrong. And he's having this, like, crisis. You know, is this a failure on his part to make good choices? Or is he being a bad parent? Or, you know, what is, what is, is it bad luck? Like, what is going on in his life? Uh, and he's thinking about all these things and, like, to sort of paraphrase the sentence that he comes up with, he said, he says, you know, he would not change one thing about his life and also he cannot stand his life. So he has, like, this paradox. He's like, how can he exist in both these states? Um, it's very warm and very funny and very real. It is called Abbott Awaits by Chris Batchelder. My next pick is a YA horror novel called Anna Dressed in Blood by Kendara Blake. I love this book. It's about... Uh, ghost hunters. There's a teen boy named Cass Lowood. He hunts and kills ghosts. Like, there's a thing where, you know, you can sort of, like, kind of like Ghostbusters. Like, you wrangle them and send them, you know, wherever they're going to go. You, like, kill them and they go away. And he's been doing this for a couple of years. His father was actually a ghost hunter uh, who was murdered by a ghost. Like, the ghosts can fight back. So he travels the country going from town to town where they hear that there have been signs of a ghost. He travels with his mother, who is a witch, and his cat, who is able to see spirits. And when they get wind of, like, you know, oh, supposedly there's this local ghost in this town, they go in, in there. So they end up in this one town because they've heard about this local ghost called Anna Dressed in Blood. And basically, she is the ghost of a girl who was murdered in 1958, and she's, like, wearing the dress that she wore when she was killed. She's all bloody. She's really scary. And she's killed anyone who's ever gotten near her or tried to evict her from the house that she's in. Um, and so Cass is like, well, you know, this is my job. I'm going to go, you know, fight her. But when he gets there, she doesn't try to kill Cass. And he finds that very intriguing. So, and it just gets like spooky and wild from there. So I really enjoyed it. It's called Anna Dressed in Blood by Kendara Blake. And also, I thought I had talked about this one before, but apparently not. It's Angel Head, My Brother's Descent into Madness by Greg Bottoms. Um, and now that I'm saying it, I don't even know if it's still in print. 
maybe, but it's really good. It's it's Bottom's memoir about his brother Michael. Um, it's from like this is like starting like thirty or something years ago, thirty thirty or something <laughs> thirty something years ago. Um, his brother began exhibiting signs of schizophrenia when he was a young man, um, and then he took some LSD, which did not help. And back when this all started, um, schizophrenia was not widely understood. I mean, it's not it's not widely understood now, but it's there's more treatment for it and more understanding of it. Uh, so his brother just didn't really receive the help that he needed. He was just kind of viewed as like a wild troublemaker and kind of violent, and he would disappear for times and he would harm himself. And it get it got so bad it escalated that his brother ended up confessing to this murder. And they were like, there's no way that he did this. His parents were like this. The police, they they incarcerated him. Um, and so they had to, like, deal with, with the fallout from that. Um, it's just really heartbreaking. And But, like, Bottoms, but writing is just incredible. I really, this one has stuck with me. I mean, I think I read it when it came out, which was, like, 17 or 18 years ago. And it's really stuck with me. So it's called Angel Head, My Brother's Descent into Madness. And for Dealer's Choice today, I'm going to tease you again with a book that doesn't come out for several months I'm very sorry, but I just want to tell you about it because it's so good. Uh, over the weekend, I read The Monster of Ellendhaven by Jennifer Giesbrecht. It's a novella that's coming out from Tor in September, September 24th, I think. And oh my goodness, I loved it so, so much. It's just a 160-page gothic grotesquerie. It's about this like really disturbing monster in this unusual town that seems to be on like the black moon uh, like after the North Pole has split in half and his name is Johan and he's just like a killer and he hooks up with this uh, rich gentleman in town and it's sort of like a really distressing romance and lots of creepy, gross stuff. It's so, so good. If you were like, have heard me talk about Gideon the Ninth, which is another tour book that I'm so excited for, this would be like a perfect book to read. Uh, right before you read that one, if you want to like start to get into like the weird, dark, bloody stuff, or a perfect dessert after you finish Gideon in the Night, if you're looking for something dark and fun, I just absolutely loved it. So this is called The Monster of Ellendhaven by Jennifer Giesbrecht, and that is it for me today. Thank you to our sponsor, Star Mark Rising by Shami Stovall, and. We, you can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Rincey Abraham to tell you about the week's great new releases. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. <laughs>